Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have with me Sean Burke, our mortgage first. There he is. If you're watching on YouTube, you just give us a wave. If you haven't watched us on YouTube, check us out. We're, um, we're growing on our channel there. But if you're listening to your provider, you cannot see this beautiful face I have on screen. Um, Sean Burke is with Mortgage First, as I said, and he's been in the industry for the last 12 years. He was with a big corporate company. So we're going to talk about that shift from the corporate company to this family-run company. And we're going to talk through how he finds working from home after he made the shift a few months ago, gone from the comfort of the, the offices to the comfort of his own home with his beautiful bifold doors behind him. And mainly how he generates leads. So Sean is actually an employed broker, which we spoke about um, before we started the podcast, but looks to generate his own leads as well. And how he uses non-business posts to generate these new leads. So Sean, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on. It's, uh, Thanks for coming on. Busy, crazy time, isn't it, with everyone? But it's always nice to have a, a chat about and a, and a kind of decompress on things, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we're, this has been recorded on the 2nd of May. So it'll probably be out, be out, it will be out next week. And then the Bank of England meet on the 11th of May. And for the last, what, was it seven meetings, I think it is, yeah. that they've increased yeah. it. This is the first time Sophie and I sat there going, we're going to do the post for everyone, but we're not quite sure they might hold it they might what's yeah. your thoughts what do you think they'll do speaking from someone who i think when it hit around three said nah i'll not go any further than that right. um i'm probably i'm probably not the best person but it, it's difficult isn't it? because the last couple haven't essentially meant a, a, a spike in interest rates among the lenders as mm. much um we, we talk yeah. a lot about race to the bottom of the sourcing list um and and i think a lot of lenders are very cautious about uh, being the best interest rate because it could break them in certain respects mm. with how many applications they'd get. But then also I think some people are ready ready for some good good rates and interest rates. I do feel for the first time since I've been doing it, obviously you mentioned 12 years, it does put us in and around after financial crash a little bit. But since I've been doing it, uh, I've never seen these times. So it, it's difficult to set a precedent. But um, I do just think everyone's fully aware and, and talking to clients day on day like I do. It, I do think people are just better equipped for it now. The, the, mm -hmm. the, the kind of ready for it. Uh, but I think there's I don't a... know, I feel... Go on, sorry. Oh, I'm just, I feel this might be the hold. I, I feel it yeah, will. Hopefully. Like... I think there was a big panic at the end of last year. Now, everybody saw it cost of living, prices going up, but I think people have, are a bit better at budgeting with these new prices now don't get me wrong it's still very hard but people know how much is coming out every month so they might not move to that three hundred thousand pound house they may look at the 250 um but it's knowing that the finances are in place now but anyway before we get onto economy and, and all that kind of jazz let's talk a bit about you sean give us a bit of a background of how you got into the industry and what you do on a day-to-day -day now yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because it's, it's, it's a weird old story in a, in a way, um, just because it, it, it weren't... I, I grew up from when, when I was younger for some random reason. It might have been too many episodes of The Bill, but I wanted to be a policeman. Uh, oh. And 
uh, applied a couple of times, wasn't successful for certain different things. And so it weren't, obviously, I don't know how many people when they turn to their five and six year old selves say, I want to be a mortgage broker when I, when I grow up. <laughs> but uh, I did kind of hit a, a key phase with, uh, with my mum when my mum needed a mortgage later on in life. Um, and I, I went on the mortgage with her <clears throat> um, to kind of boost her affordability when I was old enough. And um, ever since then, I was working at River Island close, uh, close uh, yeah. um, in Meadowhalls for my sins. And um, so I, I just kind of fell in love with a big term, isn't it? But I, I kind of just thought, wow, this, there's more to this than, than, than I thought. And, and hearing that, that's kind of where it all started. Um, and then for... Sorry, I tell a lie. I've gone on to BT in sales at that point where I met my lovely wife as well when I went back. Um, and she'd left um, to, to go on to another different call centre job. And um, so I was in the call centre at the time. And we, the, the offices in Sheffield were actually closing. So um, the obviously that meant um, we, we'd go and find a different job or we could travel to Doncaster. And at that stage, I kind of didn't want to I didn't want to be in sales <laughs> randomly. Mm. Didn't want to be in sales at that point. Um, so I went and got a job in the call centre for Lloyd's Banking Group in Sheffield, mm. um, dealing with. Um, well, it was funny because there were there were two roles available when we went for the interview, and they asked us what we wanted to go for. And the reason I went for this next one that I loved was uh, because their opening hours were better. We only should be sure at six o'clock instead of eight o'clock at night. <laughs> So I'd love to tell you it was a deep, meaningful reason, but he was like, yeah, I'll go for that one. Love the um, honesty. And so, but then actually what it was, was again, showing the intricacies of mortgages. It was um, people who had uh, a residential mortgage with Lloyds Banking Group, so be that Lloyds, Bank of Scotland or Halifax, would call up, uh, well, they would, they had a residential mortgage and they, was rent, they were renting it out. Now the bank knew from, changing the correspondence address on the property or certain things like that. So it was a little bit, you were dealing with clients who were ringing up and being caught essentially renting the property out on a residential basis. So before right. going into that, I used to be like, wow, that's a massive, massive thing. But actually there were all these accidental landlords and they'd mm -hmm. ring up and the bank was really, without going into the interest, the bank were really lenient towards it and really kind of helped these people. Obviously while also needing to, get them money out of yeah. the situation as well. Um, so that was my first delve into it. Um, and as much as it was the best call centre job that I'd been in, um, it was still a call centre and, and I kind of wanted to be out there amongst it a little bit more. So I moved to the branch in Rotherham um, as a cashier. Mm -hmm. um, to this day, I will constantly say, I think I was probably one of the worst cashiers you could ever have got because um, on my first week, Balancing your till was a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, out of the five days I was on that till, I didn't balance three of them. <laughs> so I really wasn't good. So I, <laughs> I mean, I always say I, I, I was over one day and I was under the other. So I actually it leveled out. But uh, what was quite interesting, the, the, the guy at the time who ran the branch, um, he spotted something and said, look, I want you to go out and take customer meetings. Um, and that's where it kind of began without going into kind of the intricacies of it. I then moved up from kind of opening savings accounts to opening bank accounts and loans and credit cards, buildings and contents insurance. Mm -hmm. um, well, then my kind of love of mortgages was still there. And um, luckily enough, kind of managed to make a mark a little bit and they paid for my CMAP. How oh, I did. Got my money's worth as well because I needed to do two resets. So just made sure I got my nice money's worth. Uh, but they <laughs> were brilliant enough to do that. And then 
could never really clinch because it was at a key time then uh, market and stuff where I couldn't really clinch a mortgage advisor job within Halifax. So then after mm-hmm. um, kind of we're talking like 10 years here now um, of being in the branch network, I uh, moved over to Lloyd's. So although they're under the same umbrella, yeah. they're completely different plan. So moved over to them, I was successful to get a mortgage uh, advisor job there. Um, and <clears throat> John Stones is watching this, which I'm sure he will. I told him slightly longer when we had the initial interview, but I'd got my cast for around six months um, when when I was working with Lloyd's. And then um, a guy who I started with uh, was joined Mortgage First. Um, so um, stayed in contact with him and um, he heard through him that John was interested in looking at an employed team. So uh, did he know anyone? Obviously, knowing he probably got a referral for it in terms of money wise but I didn't care he put me forward and had a quick chat with John and um was was eager to kind of step away and the one thing that stayed in John's mind I think he said was there were a couple of things but one of them when is when I said I'm just with Lloyd's I'm just used to finding a reason to say no um and he said well being a broker is finding every single way of saying yes to a client yeah. And God, I, I didn't. I didn't believe him until you you, you sit down and you you start researching. And you just think tier two listed building. That's an absolute no. Because Lloyd's would have said no to it. That you find yeah. like, seven lenders there. You're like, oh, really? They could do that. And it's a lot. But I suppose it's a lot more rewarding doing it through a mortgage brokerage than a because you're able to say yes. And I want to get into something really interesting that we spoke about before the podcast started and but you're finding a reason to say yes and i love that i think that's yeah, a really nice yeah. refreshing way to to look at mortgage advice so what is... was, what's funny as well is in the bank and anybody who works there could or has worked there could probably relate we were painted as absolute bandits and cowboys and brokers just to keep people in the banks people would come yeah. in and um, you'd have to kind of like observe um and, and sit behind people and things and you'd, you'd be sit behind and they'd, they'd ask for three months worth of bank statements and that used to be the the little linchpin ah they're going to a broker i need to try and win this claim are you aware yeah. that you'll be paying a fee are you aware that they're just going to pick the best bro the best bank that's going to meet their needs and not yours are you aware that you're going to have to you're not going to go through all these hoops that you have to do here so your mortgage could be so unregulated it's unbelievable and so you used See, to have to like yeah so, uh... it's, it's, and then like when i was leaving everyone was like oh you're joining the dark side sort of thing and um, but how, then, how have you found not not the dark side at all going from a corporate <laughs> company to like a family run company because mortgage first are very family orientated aren't they it's, it's such a massive uh, appeal to join a company obviously it, it could have gone so different if it weren't a company like mortgage first and that i'm not just saying that mm-hmm. um because it is a big change but what we've got mortgage first is um that atmosphere um a lot of the people that are there um like you say, our family or related to. So obviously, John and Lisa, who, who run the company, uh, Lisa's sister works there, which is obviously then oh, John's sure. sister-in-law. And, um, yeah, and then any maintenance we're doing is, I think it's Lisa's dad that comes and sort of performs <laughs> it. So it's brilliant. But, um, and, and then kind of at the time, there was two um, um, directors in that respect, um, John and Mark, and Mark was his best friend. And yeah, it's, you can tell when you walk through the door how, how friendly they all are. I mean, my interview with with John was, I think we spent, of the kind of 20 minutes interview, I think we spent 15 minutes of it talking about football. Um, yeah. so it's that kind of company to be honest. You wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you've moved so, to somewhere where you're really trying to to help people, and that's your aim. Now, we spoke before the podcast started, before we started recording, about how you're getting a lot of business come back to you that maybe during COVID times when you spoke to people, they weren't able to do what they wanted to do. And you used a really interesting phrase. What did you say about people that can't get a mortgage? So the, 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 we, we touched on it because I'm employed. So in, in terms of it, the way that I learned it probably wasn't, wasn't from the purest reason, but I represent mortgage first a little bit more being employed just because obviously uh, the, the, you are employed by them. So you have to be very careful how you say no and how you deal with a client that's a no. Um, and I think that's a big aspect of this job. I, 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 at least quarter, if not half of the, the success you get in this job is how you deal with people you say no to. Mm. People you say yes to, they're going to love you because you said yes. Whether it be just Joe Blog's first time buyer got a big old chunk of deposit, never put a foot wrong um, credit-wise um, and wants a very standard house well within their means. They're going to love you just for getting their mortgage, even though unbeknownst to them, it's relatively straightforward. You're just rate-driven in respect to that, which has got its own, it's got its own element anyway. Mm-hmm. But the main thing about uh, what I've found is the way that you deal with somebody you say no to. So if you just say, no, here's the reason, saw that, see you later, they're not going to think a lot of you. Um, but if you can do that in the right way, and you can really access empathy in that respect to that client and what they're going through, what you've just said no to and the gravity of it. Um, and nurture that a little bit. You, you you can turn that into a yes, or essentially they will talk to their friends about how nicely you have helped mm. and, and the time that you've taken. Um, some some would deem quite fruitlessly in respect of the fact that they're not going to get. I think we when we spoke earlier, you put it very well, Chris, which was it, it, they will go and get some low hanging fruit. They will go and get a silver bullet. They'll go and get somebody who is is just ready to go with an offer accepted and not spend that extra time with that client who just needs a just need someone to talk through with um and i think that's where a lot of clients come back to, to mortgage first in particular uh, and i don't hope to say myself in that respect is because essentially i'm i'm one who won't just fob someone off um i'll certainly tell them a reason i'll not waffle i'll not say it could be this it could be that but the other. there's no point in that you've got to be precise with how you tell them but then you also got to understand their reaction um and like I said, multiple, multiple people, especially through COVID, the, the, the goalposts changed massively. And yeah, we probably, who's the brokers who've got a bit of nouse about them probably did know that the goalposts would change, but some people might have not. Um, so just warming that client up and, and essentially just saying, look, just do this for me. Let's get this repaid. Let's put six months past that issue that you had um, and let's speak again. And then uh, we've got a, a, a kind of knack here whereby we, we with well, the mantra I kind of use is is, is no interaction with the clients and bad interaction. Um, because if you make that mark, that client's going to talk about you. If you don't leave a mark, that client, and it's a lot to do with social media that in that respect, isn't it? When they get that key moment where they need a mortgage broker, what's in their brain? And is it Joe Bloggs down the pub who, who's raving about Sean Burke at Mortgage First, mm. or, or is it that little ad that's on that's on Facebook that pops up. So as much as those things are relevant and can stay in your mind, if you've not got that hook in, it, it it's 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 screaming in the wind a little bit. And that's that could be 
simply that Joe blogs down the pub raving about you could simply be a half an hour conversation with Jane Smith after you've said no. Like, unfortunately, we can't help you get this home that you've really wanted. But yeah. let me talk through your plan for the next 30 minutes of how we can do that. Six months, get that credit in the past. Do this, do that. Come back to me in six months and let's have a look then. That half an hour conversation is worth so much more when Jane is down the pub chatting to her friends about how good Sean was. I think it's testament if somebody says to use you when they haven't even used them for business yourself, that is so, so powerful. And a Facebook advert can't do that for you. There's no image, and this is me running a social media company, there's no image or no words that can replace that referral. What it can do is when Jane Smith's friends speak to her and go, oh, Sean, but I'll have a little look at them on social, make sure he knows what he's talking about, make sure he's got people that recommend him on social as well. It's almost like that verification. Do you know what I mean? It, Absolutely. it could be simply as, like, Jane's like, yeah, he's a lovely guy. I've had a, go with, had a, had a chat with him on Zoom, and he's got this great beard. If anybody's <laughs> watching on YouTube, like, he's, Sean's it. rocking a really well-manicured beard. For the hurt for then Jane's friend to look on Facebook and see it's you with a beard. Ah, I've got the right Sean. It's little exactly. things like that that we that we we don't think of sometimes. Um like the good a good relation to that is my what my wife, and if the door goes very soon, it is this in the fact that she likes to order things off Amazon. Okay. She will not order something that has got three positive reviews. She will order something from somebody who's got 100 reviews, even if two or three of them are bad in that respect, but there's a ma- and it's a percentage based on that. So mm. I think that's massive what you mentioned about your page being set up. People think social media is about the posts, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's where you land, and that post is landing you on that page, on that website, on that, on that funny video you might put on. If that's where it's landing you, and you've got to think about where that lands, and that's why kind of um, like recommendations are massive and huge and reviews. And and um, I did a um, like a testimonial for Mortgage First that was a graphic that they used a lot. And I'm a on its own. I love that they use that. So they value my opinion in that respect, and that's what you get with Mortgage First. They will value your input. Then also, it looks good on me that I've taken the time to, to kind of go back and compliment yeah. it. That it's, it's all self-serving. Um, and you're right. I, I do feel like a lot of clients now these days. We'll, we'll go on and, and check. I've had clients before not use me because I'm on Mortgage First's website as well, um, interestingly, and this shows the power of it. So this lady had rang the office direct, and being employed, I answered the office phone. I'm sat here, but um, if the office phone rings, you'll get me, which confuses the heck out of some of the self-employed advisors when they speak. I thought you work from home. But no, the internet channels it through, and I've got a headset that I can oh, just click awesome. on. Oh, awesome, that's good. And then I answered office calls as a result of that and, and internal calls from the processing team and things like that. I can still answer. They don't just have to grab me on my mobile. So I know my mobile rings is just clients, which is a separate OCD thing for me anyway. Uh, but it, um, so I, when I answered this call, this, this client had scrolled down the website, seen my picture and seen my bio and how long I'd been working as a broker. And at that time, I'd only been about a year and a half. Carried on scrolling down and found Carl and Edward, who were slightly older than me, Mm-hmm. So they looked more experienced is what that client said and said, can I speak to Carl or Edward because of it? We still laugh about it to this day, uh, uh, me and Carl. 
he's got a bald head as well. So I always, I always thought they're the same person. You, but, uh, but it just shows you the power of those sort of things. Yeah, um, just image, just constantly reminding people of you and who you are and what you do, and that leads us perfectly into the social media section. So we spoke about before we'd started the podcast about social media is all about warming that audience up. And you spoke about college friends, for example. Can you tell us that story again? Of course, yeah. So obviously, if, if anyone's seen any of my social media, I do not take myself seriously in the slightest. I do dad jokes on a Monday. Um, I do feline Friday on a Friday about my cats that I've got. And, <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it is, it's a throwaway thing, but also it, it's the warming piece that we just said, which is essentially the... Everyone likes to talk about an animal and everybody loves a good dad joke. So as a result, people will say. Um, but I have had over the last, since since January, I've had three people come to me. And this is where we were talking about it's very difficult to quantify what you're getting from social media. You just need to know that it's working because you, you're getting more leads. Um, so I had a, a, a guy who uh, had come to me and I'd, uh, we, he was in the year below me at college. Um, and it was a quite a small college in, in Sheffield. So there wasn't a lot of people there. So I knew instantly who we were, um, but he needed a mortgage broker. And I, I will forever not know whether he was always going to use me or whether I just happened to put a post on as his mind was converting over to, I need a mortgage broker. Um, and we've 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 sorted his rate constantly in the minute. He's then going to come back and use me for an ongoing purchase. But you, you're forever not knowing that. Um, and I mean, I've had, I've you can see I've got tattoos. I've, there's a tattoo artist that uses me because I've used him for that as well. But again, I don't know. It was something like three years after I'd had used him for the tattoo. So again, I don't know whether he would have used me if I'd not had that presence on social media. And that's, that comes up. that's the point you spoke about. It's almost like warming your audience up. You can't say that that particular post got your business. The way I like to speak to people about it is it's like the billboard analogy. If you think of your Facebook uh, audience as a mini town and your social media posts are billboards all around that town. So these people might walk past four out of the 50 billboards in a month, and they might see four of those billboards. They don't take a selfie in front of them. They don't yeah. tell their friends, oh, I saw this billboard post, or they yeah. won't go and put a tick on the billboard post to show that they've seen it. So if you think of those as shares, likes, and comments, people don't do that with billboards. So why yeah. do we expect the same thing with social media posts? So what you've got to think is people are still seeing those posts, regardless if they're interacting with them or taking selfies with them. But what yeah. you can't quantify is if you paid for a billboard in the middle of Sheffield, how many people saw it? How many people turned yeah. into leads? You can't do yeah. that. And we can't expect the same with organic social media content. You just no. need to know that people are seeing your content over and over again. This is where the conversation gets really interesting. And, and Sean and I spoke about this. Why do we post non-business content? And it is to get interaction. And you Absolutely. have a perfect example of what you did with a, with a bread roll. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking before. And I mean, yeah, it, I, I do have big, well, I do. There's a fantastic uh, company that will help you with your mor uh, mortgage broker um, graphics and things like that. <laughs> uh, we use mortgage first. So it's quite good because you can pinch them from mortgage first main uh, social media. So I, do, I tend to do a couple of those a week as well. But you are right. 
I once walked into a. Do you know what? These two. It was it was both conferences that we've I've attended to in the January. Um, so there's one that I've not told you about that's even more interesting. But the a, a massive debate uh, broke out with on my uh, socials around what a. You might need to pop a graphic up at some point, but what a, a roll of bread that you bake into a single thing. You have like your chips on it for a, a chip butter. Chip butter yeah. We call that a bread cake. People from Barnsley tend to say tea cake. People from Chesterfield tend to say cob. And it just, because of, and we're all local to start with, and then it branched out more and more uh, to Charlotte, one of the self-employed advisors, um, as actually messaged me separately and said, oh, no, it's definitely this. can't remember what she called it, to be fair. <laughs> but, uh, and, 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 and I went into the conference, relatively new to, to kind of posting regularly on social media, uh, as my business page. Sorry, just um, to take a step back, I don't think Sean explained exactly what he did. He uploaded a photo oh, of sorry. a bread roll <laughs> onto social media and pretty much said, what do you call this? Yeah. And that, so yeah. then he's then that gone into a conference after it. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, and, and 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 three different people from lenders said, it's definitely a bread cake that, like, hiya, I'm Sean, uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> That's why, but, no, I was like, what's the joke about it? I actually didn't realise what they meant until it took a second, and it's like, wow, that that social media post has, has, has gone ahead of me. That that, that person mm. knew, not only did they see the post, they, they, they knew enough to see that it was me who'd put the post on. Out of 30-odd advisors that are walking around, it could have been any one of the mortgage first people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why branding, as we um, as we always discuss, that's why branding is important because I all I do is I essentially have got a template on Canva that I put my posts on and then build around it. So it's always got the same color scheme and it's always got the same images on. So you kind of do know it's me uh, from mm -hmm. that. The other one that I didn't tell you about is tomato ketchup. Fridge or freeze, uh, <laughs> yeah. And that one had got so much, and that was a, it was a chat from Aviva, um, I believe. And literally, he just said, He's absolutely, I can't believe your social media. It's all sacrilege that they all put it in the fridge. And it was me and him, the only ones who'd said covered once he's open. <laughs> uh, so, so this is all this is on LinkedIn, but the, the same yeah. thing would work on, on Facebook where people would get to get to know your name and get you to know your brand. You did want you didn't do those on Facebook, but you did like a football quiz, didn't you? It was like the top yeah. four teams that have finished. I don't know what it was. Something, and we won't go into the actual post, but something very generic that a lot of people can get involved in. Like for example, yeah. it might be this weekend with the, the King's coronation, and like yeah. a couple of things you should never speak about on social for me is religion or politics. Yeah, I think the royal family is becoming maybe on the edge of those things now. But simply yeah. asking people, they're 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 in there, but they're, they're in self-confident, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. you have to be careful because that could be quite extreme, couldn't it? In that respect, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, asking that question, are you watching the coronation? But if anybody is listening to this and you have found that your social media um, reach is down on the coronation weekend, it will be completely normal. It will be like Black Friday. There'll be so much yeah. going out on social media. Your posts will naturally wow. be down. Yeah. But I love the fact well, there's that... There's an interesting one coming up, though, that you, you're probably well aware of, which is Star Wars Day. Massive, massive traction yeah. with that, um, as you'll see, because I schedule all my posts on a Sunday uh, night. Yeah. So. Behind the scenes, I mean, I've been stood with John Wildman, our uh, senior manager here before, and he's like, you just posted on social media while we were there. And I know it's set up before. So uh, because <laughs> of that, I do always have one eye forward. And obviously, May the 4th be with you is a massive one um, in, in, in terms of that. But he's, I think, Chris, one thing that you've, you mentioned there with the football quiz and anything in general, you, you mentioned beforehand, what, how did you come up with that? 
and it's, it's really not anything difficult. I heard it on the radio, and it engaged me and my son on the way to football. So I'm mm-hmm. like, it's actually engaged me, and I'm, I'm racking my brain over what that could be, and it were really interested. People are going to think that. Now, the only problem with that was the first comment answered the question straight away. So, like, thanks, Paul. Uh, now, no Everyone else. <laughs> but he was there. And it's just that thing. And, and, and that, I'm really, uh, we, do you know what, as well? Do, what's, a lot of people, uh, it was um, actually an, uh, an English lecturer who said this to me uh, before. He's always going to sleep with a pen and paper. You don't need to do that anymore. You've got your phone next to your bed because as you're dropping off to sleep or as you're dozing in the morning you'll have your best ideas because your brain's in that kind of mm. that mode that airplane mode for when you charge your phone you've got that in your brain and and that was something that just popped up and i thought oh i like doing that so i literally just opened my eyes went on to, I, re- I it was actually writing a text message to asda because then that's where it says i'm not going to send that they're not going to reply so it was just in the text bit just typing it in and you come back and you have a look, and they're the, they're the good sort of uh, ideas that they're you just have ide- there. ideas that you have during the day for content. And before I don't want to harp on about this too much, but how does that personal content turn into business? Yeah, I mean, we, so we've just mentioned a lot of, of of kind of things that you then put into that brain of that client before, and they'll go and look you up after, and you've got to consolidate that once you've thrown your kind of fishing net out there with the good review or the the word of mouth, once you've rolled them into your pond, there's got to be something that they've then come to. Um, and that's where um, reacting and, and 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 reacting rather than kind of sitting back and waiting as well. If you're tagging something in social media or comments are there, you've got to kind of speak on that. And, and it, 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 in your subconscious, you will always be aware that you're talking to a mortgage broker in that respect. So it won't look out of pocket if you just say, said, have you got a mortgage? That that seems to be one of the biggest things that you've got people in. We don't ask for business sometimes, do we? And with the football one, say if we take the football one, for example, is if they've had if they've put on your post the four teams, whatever it might be, that might be the first time any that person has commented on any Facebook post. And it might have been a big thing for them because they're not really okay with Facebook. For you to then ignore that comment. That's quite bad. But then the second yeah. thing it does is if you reply, it starts a conversation. So if this yeah. person, Mike Smith, has never engaged on social media before, but he's engaged with your football post, if he's now looking for a mortgage broker, do you think he's going to reach out to Joe Bloggs, who he's never spoken to before, or you, that he's spoken yeah. to you about football teams? And that's Absolutely. the way in. So even posting something now about football, it might get you a lead in 6, 12, 24 months' time. Don't think. And even build from that. What if he goes down to the pub? I don't know why. I always go down to the pub. We always go to the pub. Yeah. This is it. And and asks that same question. What was Mm -hmm. the last football player who did this? Who who scored three axes for three different clubs? And they're going to instantly go, oh, they'll have that. And they'll go, where'd you get that from anyway? Oh, Sean. um, He's a mortgage broker on. Oh, I need a mortgage in a minute. Yeah. Just and 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 he puts. And I said this before, kind of uh, along the lines of a cheesy phrase, but you put the me in social media in that respect. Love that. Because you, it, it, social media is there to be, yeah, I'm a mortgage broker. I'm out there. I want to help people with their mortgages, but I'm me as well. Um, and as a result, people people buy from people, mm-hmm. um, not from not not from a long list. Because let's be fair, is they could just pick from a long list of um, lenders and go through and do them one by one themselves. If, if they wanted to, but they want that person on their side, and you don't want the person on the side who you don't like. 
in that respect. Yeah. You, like, yeah. you want someone you like, so as a result... Deal that, with people that, that you want, that you would do business with. Right, so we are now going to move on to the strategy question to find out the ins and outs of how you would generate new business. But before we do, I like to donate £10 to a charity of your choice for saying thank you for coming on. So which charity was it, Sean? So we sadly lost uh, very suddenly my mother-in-law, my uh, wife's mum, and it it was just after COVID and not the best of times. Rotherham Hospice was absolutely fantastic, very understanding and sympathetic. And so uh, we do a lot of, I've I've done a run before and uh, people have done skydives and uh, walked over colts for them and stuff like that in the family. So it'd be Rotherham Hospice if that's okay, Chris. Yes, definitely. Fantastic. Thank you. It would have been the cats because we've got uh, a cat sanctuary near us that uh, we've got a couple of cats from. But if we do anything more for them, my wife's just going to adopt another 16 cats. So no, it's just... (laughs) Instead of the donation, it'll just be a pod... It'll be a cat every (laughs) podcast episode. Yeah. (laughs) So let's go to the strategy question. So... We're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. I remember you don't have to use any of them if you don't want to. But what would you do to start generating new mortgage business, Sean? Yeah, it was a, it's an interesting one that, uh, to, to come across that because he's, he's, he's great because it takes away all your connections that I've just really talked about in terms of colleges and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what I said was obviously... One of the key things, and it's not one that I've spoke about, it's not really one that I've heard many people speak about, so apologies if you have, but forums and local forums um, okay. have been quite... Um, I've joined a few and keep saying that I need to start posting on them because I'm the king of what I should do um, in that respect, but that would be the way that I'd kind of go. So I feel like it, down the basis of any social media presence being a positive thing, mm-hmm. I am new to the area, um, can anybody recommend a nice takeaway? And then that just brings some traction of you with it into your your page. So obviously, always be your page in that respect. Don't be your own personal Facebook, mm-hmm. but your own Facebook, and then just put out there that recommendation that gets eyes on for you as well. Um, so that's social media wise. That's also then posts in forums because if you message a lot of these forums, which I have done, and said, look, some forums don't like you. Spamming yeah, with, so I need to be I careful. They were like, no, that the, the people have been brilliant. They just said, no, that's what we do. That's what we like. We want all everyone oh. to use the community. And these are like Facebook groups, aren't they? The yeah, and um, they're like spotted, yeah, spotted yeah. Smith Street, whatever it might be. So this is the what I love about that is you've not gone in and gone, I want to sell you something. You've gone in and gone. Can anybody help me? And these forums are fantastic. The groups are fantastic for that because people do genuinely actually want to help local people. So it's yeah, a great absolutely. it's a great place to start and to start bringing traction to your page then. And as I, we mentioned before, so as as I as I went to working from home remotely, I've got I've got I went out and I've got a big wadge of leaflets um, printed from Mortgage First and um, went and posted them. I give some to the um, these little um, kind of car bits where you get your oil and stuff from. There's a guy that helped me out. So I said, "Will you stick these out? You get hundred pound referral if we if they use you. Yeah, right. If they use me, um, so which is a massive tool because hundred pound doesn't sound like a lot until they're actually getting it and just saying, "Yeah, use great. Them. Yeah, you know quid, you'd use that in your new so, area, wouldn't you? Absolutely. So you you yeah, post around that as well, and physically, um, I'd put um, he's a little sneaky one, but. 
does anybody know um, any shops for rent to, so that I can sell my brokerage there? It's the easy ins instead of, <laughs> excuse me, instead of, um, instead of just the hard, hard sell. Um, but then also, just I, I feel like the main thing is just not being afraid to, like we said before, ask. So I've moved somewhere new. So chances are my wife's going to want to renovate the whole house because that's the way that she is. So as a result, that, then I'm going to get builders coming through the door. The conversations I have, I, we had a new boiler fitted a few months ago, um, and the guy had just put up with his partner. So we were having a chat about doing his mortgage and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and every builder that comes through, I don't, I don't go. By the way, I'm a mortgage broker. Have you got a mortgage? The conversation just goes that way. Yeah. Inevitably, I'll need to take a call while they're there, or uh, send an email at me, and they'll go, "Oh, what do you do, mate?" If you can get someone to say, what do you do, mate? Or, oh, what do you do for a living? You've won. Completely. Yeah, good because point. Yeah. So I think anything that you can do online to do that without them having to ask, obviously, I'd be a little bit gutted if someone messaged me and said, hey, what do you do? Because it means my branding not works. But, <laughs> uh, it, do you know what I love? Out of doing these podcast episodes, I've never had anybody talk about the workmen that come into the house because you're thinking of it from a different point of view going i've moved house so i'm in a new house so we'll want to make it our own house which means that we'll get workmen in which means i can talk to those workmen out of everybody i've never had that so that's really that's a really interesting a new a new take on it a new take on it (laughs) (laughs) so we do so you do facebook groups and we'd also talk through um anybody that walks through your door um and drop leaflets as well those are your three main things yeah Say, yeah, definitely. And then you build on from that, don't you? You get your, your people who say your name more as a result. Get your name out there. Mate, that's awesome. We have been going for nearly 40 minutes now. So I hope people oh, wow. have really <laughs> enjoyed this episode. I've taken so much from it. And I know a lot of people will listen back to this, especially go back to the social media section and realize that it doesn't always have to be about business. You need the business post to remind people what you do but you don't have to post about business all the time. Sean, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Where can people connect with you if they want to have a chat? Uh, Sean Mortgage First, pretty much search it on. I've I've dared myself to be out on TikToks. One of my colleagues is doing daily videos on on counter explaining. I've just done a few rap stuff to to be fair. It's just you get blinded by filters, but pretty much Sean at Mortgage First. Sean Sean Mort1ST on Twitter. Um, but yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I'm quite blessed in respect that m- the Mortgage First main page will always like all my posts, so you, you won't go too far if you type Sean Mortgage First or Sean Bird Mortgage First anyway. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate your time, and I'll catch you soon. Thanks for having me, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.